dark save for light being cast from the big tv screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning hey george hey lines how's it going um i i i came this close to going back and watching tim burton's batman to try and like (laughs) figure out how i could like sing the introduction of this episode because no, 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 Batman is it's not this Batman. It's, it's super not this Batman. It's not any of the Batmans that anyone thinks of in this day and age. When you say Batman, they think the Christopher Nolan Batman. Maybe they think, you know, Batfleck. They think uh, the, the, the 1990 Batman, right? Or 89, the movie. Um, but no, 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 Batman is the Adam West Batman, right? Like, and that's the only one that gave us a good hummable song. And that's the thing, right? And so I was actually, I, I have a note on this that I was going to say for audio, but I'm going to drop it now, <laughs> which is, um, so the thing is that, you know, you, you, when you think of Batman, you think of no, 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 Batman. But if, if I said like, you know, what's the Christopher Nolan's Batman? Like, give me, give me that, uh, give me that theme song. Mm. <laughs> yeah. same, same as all of the late 2000s theme song. Um, so, uh, so the thing is that the, the main reason that Batman suffers for this is because he never had a score written by John Williams. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Because, because <laughs> if I say to you, g- give me the Superman theme. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, everybody knows that one. And apparently Batman got a good one in the sixties and then nothing. Although I, so the, I think Danny Elfman did the music for the, the Keaton Batman's. That sounds right. I think so. Um, and that music is actually pretty, and, and I can think of it. Like I could, I could tell you how it goes. The problem is it's not hummable because like the horn part, I think they're probably French horns, but the, the horn part for the Superman theme is very hummable, right? If, if you were just walking down the street and you went, duh, 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 someone across the street would go, because they know, <laughs> right? Like yeah. it's that kind of iconic, but the, like if I hummed the beginning of the Tim Burton Batman song, like it wouldn't, it, it's not a humble song, right? It's no, just not. It, it, it's not. Like, like I said, you know, I mean, no, no, no fault of Batman. I'm just saying that, you know, it's the difference between having hero music and superhero music. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh, ooh, ooh. At me, Batman <laughs> fans. <laughs> um, well, I feel like it's pretty obvious that we played a Batman. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing about this game is this is Batman the video game, which is a movie tie-in to the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman film directed by Tim Burton, music by Danny Elfman, right? Um, this is on the Game Boy, but I, I had this weird feeling, and maybe you can clear this up for me. I didn't go look this up, so I, if you remember off the top of your head, I'll be excited. Do you remember the other game that we played where like during the episode you were like such and such movie tie-in and I was like, Oh my God, you're right. This is a movie tie-in game. Goldeneye. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. God. Was, it was, it was I would Goldeneye. have to listen to like 400 <laughs> hours of podcast to track that down. So thank you. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I remember that distinctly because <laughs> I just remember saying like something, something, something movie tie-in game. And just, I remember the look on your face. It's like your eyes went wide. And you, oh my, 
oh my god this is a movie tie-in game yeah yeah and and so that's the thing that i think is kind of interesting is that a lot of the batmans are tie-ins and i I don't mean like they're obviously they're an established character right like that's not interesting but this is specifically the plot of the 1989 michael keaton batman movie yes you fight Um, jack napier yeah yeah yeah. uh there's um later on the game boy advanced uh there was a batman begins which is the christopher nolan trilogy uh there's a batman the animated series which follows the story of batman the animated series there's a batman beyond game which follows the story of the that cartoon because those these are all also comics obviously um but i think the batman series to his credit right superman unfortunately cannot make this claim is there are so many batman games that they're not all movie tie-ins right Right, yeah like the the most famous for our generation like the most famous batman games are probably the arkham series Mm -hmm. and that's just batman totally standalone right so i i had this weird kind of like oh this is a movie tie-in game but it's batman so it's like kind of okay (laughs) yeah batman is is one where um the 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 video games are really uh hit and miss in the sense of you know it's some of them are very shovel wary some of them super aren't you know and it just depends on who was kind of taking over the uh the 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 game development the franchise and 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 kind of what their their goal was and probably what their budget was because if they they blew their entire budget on uh the the getting the rights to batman then you're toasted uh i will say that also i i did lie the most famous batman game of our generation is probably lego batman and then second would be the arkham series of our generation is probably well let's say of the modern era okay maybe all right okay. no, I was yes. say our for, generation for yeah yeah <laughs> um so I, I and i will say too just to, to already run a field um is uh is i think that the thing that the superman video games suffer from is not necessarily being shovelware is the fact that it is so hard to deal with making a good superman game in the same way that's hard to deal with making a good superman comic or story or movie or it's like you know well he has all the abilities it's like okay well we got to make a video game so how are we going to do that it's like well i mean he's kind of invincible and super fast super strong and heat vision and cold breath it's like cool but like there needs to be conflict like i don't i don't know how to do that you know (laughs) sorry we we don't have any of that actually (laughs) Yeah, plumb out of conflict. Yeah, it's idea of zero on conflict. Um, and I think we've spoken on the show about uh, our ideas for a good Superman game. So uh, we, we can just blow right past that and go to. Uh, uh, you need to. You need to do the bio stuff, or do we go to shelling? Uh, I mean, it, it came out in you know 1990, but I do need to talk about my nostalgia experience because oh, that's right, um, nostalgia. I knew I was skipping something. <laughs> <laughs> I knew part of this was unimportant to me. Um, I did actually play this game and and i don't say that lightly because there's like from this era because of the movie the very successful movies and the very successful cartoon and batman was kind of having like a moment in the sun um it's like i don't know between six and ten thousand batman games that came out at this time so i had to actually look pretty closely at some screenshots and at the manual I was like, okay, I've played, you know, of the like 10 that I looked up from this era, I was like, okay, I've definitely played like these two. I think I've played this one. 
And like these four, I've never even heard of this one. I'm kind of not positive about right. And that, that kind of influenced like which of the games of this generation I, I voted for when we were selecting this title. So I, I did play this. And unfortunately for Batman, uh, because this was a Game Boy game, this was a I'm waiting for my turn on the real console game. Mm-hmm. Where I would borrow my friend's Game Boy, play Batman or Super Mario Land or a lot of the other Game Boy games that I played. And then it's like, oh, now it's my turn to use, you know, the Super Nintendo or the N64 or the PlayStation or whatever. And then I would, you know, hand off the Game Boy. So uh, my nostalgia for this is kind of like the way I think a lot of folks would think of like modern like clicker games on their phone Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, this I'm waiting in line. The thing I was waiting, I was playing video games while waiting in line to play other video games, which is kind of ridiculous, but I, I have played this game before, so that, that felt good because <laughs> if you reach your hand into the barrel of Batman games, there's like a better than chance that you're going to pull out a game you've never even heard of because there's just so many. There's there so is. many. There is. There's just so many, so many games. Th- this wasn't the only Batman, the video game movie on the Game Boy. Right? <laughs> like more than one company got a crack at this. So that yeah. that's how thick that barrel is with Batman yeah um for sure no i mean it batman it uh it, it makes money um uh so my nostalgic uh experience for this is uh i this is one that i borrowed from a friend um and i didn't get to play it a whole lot but i really kind of enjoyed it uh i'd play it you know on my game boy when when the batteries were keeping pace um you know uh, when we'd go on road trips oh sorry no wait uh I, i'm i'm thinking of super mario land um, I'm getting those two things confused for reasons that may become obvious later. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I never played this game before. That, that's fair. And and like I said, I mean, if you if, if I said, here's every Batman game that came out in like even just a two year span. And even if you were a Batman super fan, there's just so damn many. In fact, um, the sequel to this game is uh, Revenge of the Joker. The sequel I think to this game? The sequel to this game is called Batman Revenge of the Joker. It's different. Wait, okay, hang on. So yes, it's it no longer follows the movie. That's that's in that's crazy, right? I mean, am I am I like having a mental breakdown? So the fact that they did <laughs> a movie tie-in game where they were like, we were going to make this into a movie, and then there's so many Batman games that there's an alternate reality for the video game, right? Explain yeah. to me how this doesn't prove multiverse theory and that we're in an alternate weird timeline because there is just no way that 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 the prime timeline like we're three standard deviations off the central finite curve <laughs> like right we, we got to be more than that because that's weird right that's super weird right I, I mean I feel like it's only weird in movies TV shows and video games because they're so expensive to make the multiverse has been a comic book thing forever like. We- you know I'm it, saying? it cracks me up to think that like our parents' generation made fun of us because they're like, how do you keep track of all these Pokemans? And it's like, how did you keep track of the difference between amazing, fantastic and superior Spider-Man? Like <laughs> how did you, you read all those comics at the same time. And yet you always knew that like this Peter Parker is in this situation and that Peter Parker is in a different situation. They're so obviously different. Sorry, not superior ultimate I, you know there probably was a superior spider-man and he yeah, was a i jerk. don't think there was a superior spider-man i think there was an above average spider-man <laughs> b, b plus now we show now we, we show, show. Now. yeah now we show yeah 
Um, <laughs> so I actually got 95% of the way through this game on stream. Um, and a lot of nice people hanging out. So if you ever need proof that we actually play these games, not every single nostalgia goggles game makes it to stream, but the vast majority of them, uh, especially lately have been. Um, and I, this game is short, like it's super short. So in, in one sitting, I was able to get through like almost the entire thing. A uh, lot of swearing at a couple parts, but you know, good progress was made. Um, you could also reach out to us on uh, Twitter and you could leave reviews on Apple podcasts. Um, oh, I meant to tell you, I'm going to tell you this like live right now. So cool. it, it's a real pain to see all of your Apple podcast reviews all at once because they have, they make you look at each country's reviews individually because the store for each country is separate for insane legal reasons that have nothing to do with podcasts and have everything to do with music and movies, but it's all the same storefront. So I was like trying to find this one review that I knew was in there. And so I was like clicking between, I was like, Oh, maybe it was a Canadian review. Maybe it was a UK review. So I'm like clicking through different countries and normally people say very nice things and it, it, you know, fills our hearts with the warm fuzzies. And I just happened to find this one review where it was just one star. They didn't like super Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was just like, no, no, George didn't like, Su- I, I love that. game. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so <laughs> that's amazing because like, that means that my disdain for it was so deep and the, the well of that was so deep that it like drew you into it, you know? So like, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. So you still, <laughs> still loved it, but now the perception is that you did not. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. So that was, um, that was funny, but you know, we appreciate that kind of feedback. I ideally it's positive, but you know, if you've got uh, bad things to say, you can leave reviews or, you know, maybe just reach out on Twitter, have a discussion with us before you go and, you know, rent a billboard that says you suck. Cause you didn't like super Metroid. No, we had um, that one guy who reached out to us on Twitter and said like, Hey, I really like this podcast, even though I disagree with everything <laughs> that you're saying. And it's like, Hey man, yes. as long as we're all having yeah. fun. I believe he said, uh, you have much stronger opinions. Than <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was yeah. after I said, like, dude, as long as we're all having fun and having a good time, that's all that matters. And he was like, yeah, you know, and then yeah, it was all good. We're but all yeah, just no, middle aged guys playing video games here. Um, but yeah, so that that's, you know, however you choose to go out in front of your house and get picked up by the police. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, and if you want to, you know, kick in a little of that uh, cheddar, right? We don't we don't have that sweet Bruce Wayne money. So if no, you want to, you know, you want to give we us a little Clark bit of money. Kent money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, so if you, you, know, you want to help us out, you know, make like a tax deductible donation. It's not. Um, <laughs> then uh, you can find our Patreon in the show notes. And if you uh, contribute up at certain levels, um, you can get your name shouted out on the show. So we have to shout out our uh, 8-bit classics and 16-bit heroes. And our 8-bit classic is John H. Possessor of the bag of holding. And our 16-bit heroes, Michael S., Wielder of the Holy Avenger. David S. Wielder of the Mace of Disruption. And Jacob K. Keeper of the Eye of Vecna. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, actually. Like, it's not, it's not, it's a powerful thing, but it's not great to have it. I mean, somebody's got to keep it. I mean, ideally Vecna. (laughs) I mean, Vecna would say that. Yeah, that's, that's fair. (laughs) <laughs> all right uh this is a game boy game 
we got to talk about its visuals. Um, you, uh, you follow video game donkey, right? I do. Sometimes. So, sometimes. Yeah. He, uh, he's got a good little joke that sticks out of my mind where he's talking about how in some modern games, like the character takes up way too much of the screen mm-hmm. and he shows a clip from one of the Arkham games and he's like a third of this screen is the Batman zone. Get out of my <laughs> way, you Batman. And uh, this game has so much the opposite of that. Like you're a little teeny tiny Batman, like almost the entire screen is dedicated to the level and where the enemies are and where the platforms are. And lest you think that's a Game Boy thing, very soon after that, they spent way more screen real estate on making Batman look very Batman. So like the fact that in this game, they were like, well, don't you need to be able to see what you were doing? I appreciated that. Yes. No, the, the Batman is, he's basically a token, you know, like he doesn't, he doesn't look like, uh, you know, the bat he he looks like and and this is kind of where i started to draw the corollary looks like small mario you know <laughs> he does. He, he's right? got cute cute little bat ears yeah. sticking up he he looks i mean honestly if you said this is mario in a batman costume you know like <laughs> i mean if, if if mario if you were playing super mario land and you hit a question mark box and a little like bat popped out and you touched it and then turned out turned into this would it be like disjointed? Like that would feel okay. But that being said, is is that's that's not a, a slam on the game. It it, it <laughs> to say that they took a, a a card out of the Mario deck is not. <laughs> I mean, Mario knows how to make him some video games, right? And so, no, a hundred percent agreed. Especially on something that is so focused on platforming, um, you need to know where you're going. Uh, I can't imagine if anybody would have, you know, made like a uh, a game. I don't know where you were like some type of a predator or you know a hunter and uh and you uh you 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 took up so much of the screen that you couldn't see where you were jumping or where you were going it's it's not jurassic park it's not jurassic park right (laughs) you're not the velociraptor in jurassic park you are the batman um so uh yeah so no you don't i guess it does technically detract from the fantasy of being batman but uh nah man it was it was the call hundred percent could not agree could not agree more okay Um, this will i don't know how this can't come up later but i just feel like this is such a good moment to mention no i think solving all of your problems at the barrel of a gun takes away from the fantasy of being (laughs) the batman the fact that you are tiny is actually secondary to the you know the gunplay but that's mechanical so we'll get there yeah so um so yes ag- agreed and that's actually my top note on visuals is you use a gun instead of throwing batarangs which is hilarious because you can get a power-up that makes you throw batarangs so why wasn't that the default i don't okay i don't get this decision making like at all you know so and we'll get into this more into mechanics um they have a number of different power-ups that make your gun function differently <laughs> Um, and one of them is that it gives you a battering power up, which is cool because not only does it do a bananas amount of damage, um, but it also goes out and comes back. Right. Which is great. Um, but you can still have all the same stuff. You can still have all of the same power ups, everything else. Just make them all batarangs. They've shown that they can do this, including iron stones that are batarangs. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the woodman shield of batarang leafs that yeah. go around you is 
is pretty weird when you also have a gun that fires batarangs, but only sometimes. Yeah. It, 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 again, I just don't, I do not understand that choice. And I mean, they even had to spend more time like, I mean, it could have just been Batman standing there and then he just fires batarangs, but instead they literally had to paint a gun on him <laughs> and then you shoot volleyballs. You know, it's it's just so weird. And I do want to be clear that, um, at, at least for me, I don't mean to speak for you, but I think I can speak for you in saying this is very much still a visual concern, right? Yes. It's it's what it looks like that when Batman is Batmaning through the levels that he has a gun up in yeah. front of him all the time. Well, especially because, and I don't know whether, and this is this is definitely running into mechanics, but I, we might as well just hit on it here. Um, I don't know whether this, I assume this is because of processing power and like how much stuff could be on the screen at the time, maybe, but then they have those bullet hell sections, which would seem to refute this. With at least some of the power-ups, it's determined by, like, it, it will only have one projectile or two on the screen at a time, right? So, you know, once it hits a thing, you can then fire a new one. I know this because when you're fighting Jack Napier, um, and as he gets closer to you, you fire, 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 and like you can get off like a million bajillion shots. So like if he's like right up onto you, right? The reason why I bring this up in visuals because I, I might touch on it again in mechanics is because um, if you're like throwing batarangs or uh, whatever those uh, bolio, bo- what are those called? Bo- bolos. Yeah. Bolos. Yeah, I was close. Um, bolos or whatever, right? You know, then then that's one thing. When you are rapid firing your gun into Jack, like you are unloading it like a like an AK forty seven into his crotch, and somehow <laughs> he is giant. <laughs> yeah, well, because I mean, well, because I was ducking because he normally when he fires his gun, it's at like chest height. So the the best thing to do mechanically is to duck and to continue firing your gun. So I don't know. <laughs> Like, why he isn't just, you know, nothing left but a pelvis wearing a belt. Like, I don't, I counted this. Anyways, it's just, it's weird. It's really, it was a really, really weird choice. And I don't know why they did it. I don't know, because I didn't check. But this feels like they thought, how can we make a fun game that is a tie-in to this incredibly well-known property right the super successful movie and this is what they came up with right because you could reskin this and the game would probably still be just as fun right if this was uh you know simon from castlevania if this was ryu from ninja gaiden like if this was you know, I don't know, like dude who solves all his problems with a gun, like you would, (laughs) you would probably still find this game as enjoyable or not as you would anyway, because it's the game is the game. The fact that it's Batman is like set dressing, right? And so it almost feels like this game was maybe like partially in development or they had these assets or the engine or something. And they were like, Hey, uh, you know, Warner brothers or DC or whoever has tasked us with making a Batman game to tie into the, the movie. So, uh, what, what do we got that we can get out by the deadline? Right. And, and I don't mean that in like a shovel wary way, but I just, I can't think of a legitimate reason you would say, ah, yes, Batman, the gun, right? It's the guy yeah. with the gun. Yeah. It's yeah. the guy with the gun. <laughs> Unless like the guy, like just like 
read an, uh, one of the alternate universe comics where Batman does carry a gun. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree that this may be a Die Hard 2 situation. But even still, they animated, like, there is an animation, a gun animation with the Batarang, you know? It's just, it's, it's right there. Also, too, um, so this is similar, which is the puck that you fire when you're not firing Batarangs, it doesn't actually originate from the gun. It originates from your, like, chest. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah, which I assume is so that way, in case you're all up on the bad guy, you don't fire past them. So I believe that that's for mechanical reasons, which makes sense. It would make more sense if it was like a battering because then you're throwing them and it would make sense for you to be throwing them <laughs> from like chest, like as your arms bent and you're throwing these batarangs, right? So it's almost like somebody. So I agree. I think it's probably a diehard situation, but it's it's, it's almost <laughs> like somebody said he's got to have a gun. And it's like, OK, but we've got these batarangs. Nope. It's a gun in, in that, that like animations defense, I would say that is almost definitely a, a resolution artifact because when you and I play these games, we play them at super game boy size on modern television. So when you, you know, slap a game boy game into a super game boy cartridge, and then you put that on a modern television, your eyes were never meant to see it like that. Right. Mm. So I would say that if you saw it on a proper Game Boy screen, you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's it's coming out of the gun. And if they're close to me, I can still get them. Right. And it would it it looks wrong, blown up, but it it feels right on the small scale. Kind of like uh, think coyote physics for bullets like it has to come out of his chest so that you can hit enemies that are approximately like right up on you. Um but then when you see it on your modern television in the Super Game Boy resolution, you're like, what? Where is that <laughs> bullet coming from? Does he have shoulder mounted cannons and he's just waving that gun around to be threatening? I mean, I, I think that he's firing batarangs. He just is waving the gun around, you know? Um, <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if he's trying to strike fear in the Gotham, then uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> If, if if he threw a bunch of batarangs and then waved a gun around menacingly, <laughs> but I, 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 you, you are insane. And that more you, you are now coming across as more insane than a person dressed up like a bat beating me up. <laughs> like this is, you know, it's almost a hat on a hat. Have you ever heard the phrase cowl on a cowl? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay. So this is a uh, relatively minor thing. They, so they have a health bar in this game instead of hit points. Um, now, maybe I didn't get enough of the nuance of the game, so so please correct me if I'm wrong, but you have four hit points, right? I don't know if it's exactly four. I, like, I wouldn't put money on... No, it, it varies because some enemies do more damage or less, but I feel like some enemies do more damage or less. I, again, I'm, I'm pretty confident that you can take four hits like it, there is four hits in that bar and each heart that you get recovers you one hit. So with all of that being said, I felt that it was an odd choice again to go with a health bar as opposed to just hearts, you know, a um, little pips, something yeah, pips, some, something that says like you have four hit points. Now you have three. Now you have two uh, again, not not by any means game breaking or, or, or experience ruining, but it was something that I kind of noticed. And I was like, why? Why a health bar? And my best guess is because I don't think that that type of thought was put into games like this at that time, you know? 
yeah I, I i feel like it's a lot of it is am i at full health am i at less than full health and do am i one hit away from death right mm-hmm. like that's on a screen this size in a game of this type i feel like those are essentially the only three categories that a player is really monitoring like i'm at full health i have taken damage the next hit will kill me right and and there's you know a hud ui design is like i probably wouldn't have done a bar either like i'm I'm with you on this like a bar is certainly not an optimal choice um it looks really nice like <laughs> visually i think it actually like is is drawn nicely yeah. into the hud um it breaks up the hud because everything else is words and the little bat face um but it yeah it is i i would have maybe done pips yeah maybe 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 little 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 batarangs little bat faces something i mean because they've already animated that so why wouldn't they use it <laughs> um and the, the the other thing on the that you kind of mentioned you kind of brought up the um hud is and this this kind of strays in the mechanics but I don't I don't know why and and this is a, I know why it's an artifact of the time score who cares <laughs> you who cares about the score and why would you take up so much real estate on the HUD with the score it's a Mario game you got to have a score and it's like do you though well, you got to have lives do you though you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah and I mean the the stage being up there I get yep um, that makes sense you know the how many how many lives you have how much health you have totally get I do like the weapon being up there because um, the weapon you currently have, you can only have one, right? So it's whatever you have. Um, And knowing what that is matters because they behave very differently. Um, And they persist after death. So they're not really, I mean, they are power-ups, but they almost behave mechanically like you've made your choice, right? Because if, if you get like the fire flower, and then you die, you don't respawn with the fire flower. But if you get um, the power shot or the the wave gun or whatever, like, or the tranquilizer, the best one, um, they they persist after death. So looking and seeing, like, what weapon do I have and what level of powered up is it um, matters because you will behave differently depending on what you currently have equipped because they all behave so differently. So having quick reference for that in the HUD like that, thumbs up on that one. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Um, so new headcanon, what if it's not that you die, it's that you're knocked unconscious, right? So the reason why I think that that's funny is because, um, so that means two things. One is because when you, when you get knocked unconscious, you restart the stage over, which means that they knock you out and they just drag you back to the entrance <laughs> like they're like oh batman's here again acting like a crazy person waving his gun around so they just like drag him back out and he's like no i have to stop the joker <laughs> it's uh it, it's like adventure brothers like <laughs> like regular people are like this is just their job yeah and uh and so also too um then the the batman X's because then you know so then I would argue that game over is death right so and if if the lives lives is number of uh is number of times you can get knocked out before that that's how many concussions you can take until you die right because you're getting knocked unconscious and that is a huge issue so I like the idea of of the Batman's is number of concussions remaining 
<laughs> before you die instead of a number of lives. Which is actually kind of canonically accurate for Batman because isn't Batman beyond all about how like he just can't physically be Batman anymore. <laughs> so he like he has to pass the cowl on. Yeah, like he's in his 60s, 80s, 100s, something. I mean, he's, he's old. And I say that now knowing that I'm, I am now of an age where people are like, dude, you're old. And it's like, no, I'm not, dude. I'm still young. I'm still hang. Batman was still operating at my age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, so, so yeah, I, I thought that, that the score was uh, unnecessary. I do 100% agree, though. Um, the weapon, uh, the, the knowing what weapon you have is super critical. That being said is I am really confident that given enough time, I could internalize what all of the different power-ups mean and what they did. Uh, I didn't, and <laughs> it was a little confusing. You know, I don't. I don't have a solution to this. Well, the the re- the reason I internalized it is one. I looked at the manual. I knew you did. You son of a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> and two, it matters way more in the last stage because. In the last stage, all I think all of the weapons are available. Like you can at one time or another get them all. And there are branching paths where if you like fall down onto the lowest path and you have to platform that way, it forces you to pick up a certain weapon. So mm. if you've been very carefully going through trying to hang on to the tranquilizer like I was because that one is the best then you accidentally fall down and you're like, uh, 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 right. Like it, it's, it's, it's demoralizing because you end up with like the short, the crappy one or like the wave, which you may or may not want. Cause it's kind of hard to deal with. Um, but up until that point, you, you kind of just use the one you want or you, you know, you just use the one you have and it's not, you can be pretty successful with any of them. But in, in the last, the very last stage before the final boss of the Joker, um, it matters a lot, a lot what weapon you have. So because I must have played that stage 40 times before I literally before I finally beat it, like I knew exactly where the weapon I wanted was, how to get it, why I needed that weapon and not this other weapon because the struggle I was having with platforming challenge. So like, yeah, you can go through, you know, 80% of the game without having to really internalize any of those mechanics. And so you look up in the HUD and you're like, Oh, I see a little N or an S or an R for rang that harang. <laughs> um, yep. but it, it, it doesn't become valuable information until later. Yeah, I definitely, uh, was a, uh, Crosby stills and Nash person on, on the weapons, which was just love the one I was with. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the environments cause they're, they're, actually really pretty um yeah like a shocking amount of detail for this little tiny screen uh there's no no home alone effect everything that's in the background is very clearly faded out everything that's in the foreground is in full saturation so you never ever make that mistake which is super clutch i like that that's the the home alone effect you know yeah yeah is it bad (laughs) uh no and and they um and they they're 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 nice, especially considering I was actually uh remember at one point I was like this this is a game boy game right you know it 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 very much so made me question that you know because I was like this is this looks really good for 
for a tie-in game. They definitely put some some time and energy into the stages, which is nice. Well, to have there's four stages. There's like Gotham City, the museum, the factory thing, and then um, like the Batwing stages where you're flying. Uh, they all have unique foregrounds and backgrounds. Um, the platforms are the same in all of them, which is weird. Like the the blocks you can you can mm-hmm. blow up, and we'll we'll talk about those for sure in mechanics. But like those are always the same, and that visual consistency is kind of nice. But it also like breaks the theming of the different levels a little bit. Um, the enemies are some enemies only show up in certain levels, but every early enemy also shows up in the later levels. So there's like you can always tell them apart pretty clearly. There's a lot more attention seems to have gone into the environments first, then the enemies. And then last they were like, Oh, also we have to draw Batman. Like he, <laughs> his Sprite really does feel the most phoned in. And you could tell what he's supposed to be because of his little adorable bat ears and his little Cape. Right. Yep. But he actually does seem kind of the least thought out, which is, you know, whatever, but like the environments look really good. Like I almost, it, it's almost reinforcing my headcanon of like, oh, these assets were for something else. And then they use them in this project because they're like, they're great. They're like, but they're not like, I don't know, Batman-y. Like they're just, they're just good like city environments. I like the idea of if, if it being like, oh man, we, we, we got this whole game pulled together. It's like, okay, good. You got the environments made, right? Yes, because this is a platforming game. It's about exploration. We need good environments. Got it. Uh, you got the enemies in there. Yep, yep, yep. Got the enemies, Uh, you know, Got them. They're good. All right, good. I feel like we're forgetting something. <laughs> what are what in this Batman game are we forgetting about? I don't know. No, we got the environments. We got that. Yeah. What else? I don't know, man. I think this Batman game's ready to ship. Oh no! You know, <laughs> <laughs> and and then that's why you know it's like oh oh wait we we never actually animated the thing. It's like well we have the mechanic that he shoots up in front of him. It's like give him a gun, ship it. Um, <laughs> Uh, I have some other, um, I, I have a note in visuals, but I, I'm going to go ahead and move it to mechanics. I'm actually pretty light on, uh, mechanics. I'm, I got a lot more in visuals. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the other thing, um, the one other, like kind of big thing I wanted to, to mention, uh, is, uh, there's no boss health bars or at least <laughs> there's super not because, it's, Oh it's my care God. For that. <laughs> such a bullet sponge yes like to the point where i was like i'm doing it right right no i I had the exact same feeling and the the final boss is even worse because it's it's basically you know you fight jack as jack and then you fight jack as the joker and it's pretty much the same boss fight um visually it looks damn near identical which is kind of disappointing but yeah total total bullet sponge health bar for the boss would have been pretty welcome it would have been the only reason why I can think that they didn't do it is either a they didn't think of it or b they didn't want to you know show how little damage you're doing with each shot because yeah tons of bullets but no definitely at one point I, I went I went full spinel where I was like it is <laughs> am I doing it right like this isn't I'm not sure so uh, yeah a health bar would have been appreciated the only other um, uh, two throwaway notes that I have is uh, one is the the the, the pictures like the actual pictures, you know, between stages that help forward oh, the narration. Like uh, su- pseudo cutscene thingies. Yeah. Really good. Really like, they look, good. They look really good. 
you know and again for you know a game boy screen i was like oh my god this this is nice this is nice well and a there's a there's a 1990 movie tie-in game for the game boy so the game boy at this point is like a year old right developers just learning how to deal with this hardware at this tiny ass resolution and these little you know i mean they're they're little they're like comic book panels essentially they they look really good like to the the point where when we were picking this game out and i was like looking at screenshots i was like are you from the same game this little like adorable ridiculous batman sprite is from the same game as this like high res like you could see the wrinkles in the joker's forehead as the batman's like looking at him on the the monitor in the bat cave i was like this, this is the same game this is the same game huh yeah no uh yeah, yeah it's just wild and uh the other thing is in and this is just a personal preference like i get why they they did it because they needed something to call out the fact that the stages were different i don't like that little swoopy visual like the spinny the stage oh, the, spinning like, mode seven thing <laughs> yeah i don't know i just saw that and i was like i don't I, i'm i'm aware of it like and that's why it's just a throwaway note i'm like i don't like this it's okay like as a yeah. as a critiquer it is fine there's nothing wrong with it me personally i was like i don't like it yeah i i'm I'm with you actually i because you can if you button mash it skips it which was nice um but i, I suspect it would have been less like Ugh, on an actual physical game boy and not on the giant modern television like we were playing it so you know like I'll give him a pass, but I'm with you every single time. I would like press a to skip it. Cause I was just like, Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm out for visuals. I don't know how to say this about the audio in this game boy movie tie in game. Um, songs are jams, right? Like, absolute jams to the point where again, I was like 1990 game boy game. That's a tie in for an 89 movie. Like really? Yeah. Like, huh? I mean, they're, they're, not to they're like mega man you know nes mega man level at least that's what they sound like to me you know like they they've got you know that kind of yeah good man they're really good uh little jazzy they're kind of they're upbeat and actiony yeah i mean the the only the only thing that they don't have is that they're not they do sound more like mega man music not batman music but there is no batman music because He's not Superman and therefore is not deserving of his own song. <laughs> the point is that these songs are really good. It's weird to compliment someone's work by being like, I'm surprised you produce something of quality, <laughs> but I, I think this is just more, we're just piling more evidence on the diehard Two. Yeah. It's a diehard canon, right? Because these songs are video game songs. They don't feel like Batman songs, right? Like, the the movie music is very dark and moody and it's there's a lot of like swelling horns and stuff it's not super triumphant right it's not hero music but it is very batmany um the christopher nolan you know it's a lot of droning and stuff but it's very batmany right but this is like actiony ninja gaidney mega many right kind of like like getting stuff done like you know batman going out boop pew 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 right like which again feels weird but like i enjoyed all of this music and and there's consistently different music as you go through because the levels are you know thematically different um and it's all good the boss music is like a little bit more 
like slow and kind of menacing. The Batwing music is like a little bit more, you know, kind of light and airy because you're it's a little more energetic. Like there's, I don't know, man. It's weird. Like yeah. <laughs> I, f- I feel really bad being like, oh, I expect to give you like a C minus, and you turned in like B plus A minus work, and I'm like, you earned that A minus. But also, I'm a little surprised. It's kind of like somebody gives you an assignment and you're like, this is good. Oh, hey, thanks. Really good. I mean, thank you. Yeah, no, this is like, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm really impressed. It's like, okay, my feelings are starting to get hurt. <laughs> yes, <know>? exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I think it's just there was, you know what this is? This is um, somebody showing up to class and giving 100% participation their last week of senior year, you know, (laughs) right. Where it's like, no one, it's a Batman tie in game. Like no one's expecting you to show up that last week. You've already passed all your finals. You've gotten into college. You're done. Why are you here? And it's like, you know why? Because it's the right thing to do. And it should. And and even though you do not expect it of me, it should be expected. You know, even though you don't expect anything great from a video game tie in movie, you should. And you know what? We're just going to take this video game and reskin it as Batman. So that way you can have those elevated expectations. (laughs) Um, And I do. I I, I think that this is uh, Batman, the video game colon die hard Two. you know <laughs> um also did the uh the sound effects there was nothing in the game that i felt sound effects wise um fed me any information so in service of gameplay meh. but i will say that uh was it was they, they were they were fine they were enjoyable they actually sounded a little bit like gradius sound effects to me you know so when you like shot a dude it kind of did like a you know kind of a a thing but uh yeah i mean like the the sound effects enhanced the gameplay slightly in the sense that when you when something exploded you felt like it exploded but uh it didn't it did two things one is it 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 did something and it didn't do something one is it is it emphasized the action right so whatever you did it it gave it a little bit of an oomph and what it didn't do is compete with the music so if you've got like this like you know really cool Mega Man music you don't want a million t bajillion sound effects um competing with that so they didn't i don't know if i've ever told you this don't let this compliment go to your head, but I like that you always seem to think of sound effects first and foremost in how they impact your ability to play the game. And I, I'm sure I, I can't remember exactly which game it was, but on some of the other Game Boy games we've played, it occurred to me that there's a really good chance you're playing this in the backseat of your mom and dad's minivan and that they're going to say, turn that goddamn thing down now or I'm going to throw it out the window. <laughs> and I, I, I really feel like a lot of Game Boy games were designed very much thinking there's a good chance this kid's going to play this with the sound either low or off, right? They, they won't have their headphones. They'll be in the backseat of the minivan. Mom and dad are going to say, turn that goddamn thing down right now. And, and that's just going to be it. There's no discussion. There's no, oh, but I can't play the game if the audio is off. So like, yes, it was early days for video games. Yes, this game in particular is very early days for the Game Boy. But I really think a lot of Game Boy games, they were like, don't unless you absolutely must to make the game mechanically function. Do not count on them being able to hear it. Right. And even if you just if you take away the stereotypes about a kid in the backseat or like, oh, I can't find my headphones or whatever, like 
you're playing it out in public. Maybe you're just in a noisy area. Maybe you're on mass transit or whatever. So you're turning the volume down to just not be an asshole on mass transit, blasting your Batman game boy game, right? Like there's lots of reasons you can't count on like, Oh, I'm in an acoustically treated theater in my, my house where I can do whatever I want. I think there might've been like a design directive, like I'm Nintendo and I'm telling you developer making this game boy game, do not rely on your players having sound because so many Game Boy games we've played. I'm just like, yes, there is sound moving on. Right. And that, that feels like an insult, but I don't think it is. I think it's a design challenge to say you can never ever bank on them being able to hear what the hell's going on. So you don't have that tool in your tool belt. Every, every Game Boy game we play will probably fall into like the, it made sounds. Um, but I, I really cannot stress enough how good the, the music was. Controls mechanics. Trolls and mechanics, jump and shoot, man. That's you're not Batman. You are jump and shoot, man. I felt that. Uh, so one one thing that that I, I kind of want to talk about. That I thought, okay, so this this game very much so uh, is not punishing. It it in many ways uh, really gives some affordances to the player that uh, you don't. I don't feel that you really inherently notice them as like, oh, the game's taking it easy on me. But you would super notice it if they didn't do it or did do it. So, for example, this game has no knockback, which is awesome in a platforming game. Look at Ninja Gaiden, right? There is knockback in Ninja Gaiden, and that game is notoriously difficult, not for me, but for some people. Uh, <laughs> whereas as this game, uh, there is no knockback, which and, and I recognized it because at one point I jumped, I shot a guy, I didn't either shoot him enough or I missed or whatever, but then he hit me. And I was like, and that's game, Hendrix, because I, I was for sure going to get knocked off the ledge. And I just like took the hit and started flashing Invincible and uh, and didn't get knocked back. So that's, uh, again, that's something where it lowers the difficulty of the game substantially, but not in the, you know, doom way where it's like, oh, you, you little baby, huh? little baby person. Don't want to, you want to play the baby game? So I, I, I liked and appreciated that. If you wanted to really read way too far into the mechanical choice that you're describing, and I do. Yeah. The reason Batman doesn't get knocked back is because he's being grazed, right? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, he, you know, somebody takes a shot at you and Batman does like a little wicked dodge and it it like clips his shoulder, right? Or his, his upper arm or something, or it like hits him in the side, but it's not a shot. It's not a shotgun blast to the chest. (laughs) So, because that would kill him, right? So he's he's taking these like grazing shots, which are causing serious damage and will eventually, you know, defeat him. But the reason there's no knockback is because Batman can't take a shotgun blast to the chest. So he must not be. Yeah, no, I, I agreed. So it is both narratively and mechanically um, the correct choice. Also, another thing that they do mechanically to really give an affordance to the player is uh after you get hit you were invincible for a while <laughs> Dude, those iframes just go and go your invincibility lasts long enough for you to get out of any situation the game would have put you in that caused you to get hit i i really appreciated that because there was definitely a couple of times especially when i was fighting the bosses with an infinite number of hit points uh where i would get hit and then I walked past the bad guy to kind of reset myself and then he would shoot at me or something like that. And, and I was like, that's great. Cause I didn't just lose another hit point of my four hit points. Exactly. Four 
um you know while i was walking past him in the the back half of the game um you have to do some fairly tricky platforming on and off of platforms that have enemies on them so having no knockback and a very long window of invincibility frames means if what they wanted me to do was to do a super cool Batman fire my gun while I'm jumping, right? And and shoot this enemy off of the platform and then land on the platform safely and I screw that up, I can actually survive that mistake, assuming I have enough hit points, right? Like I can get hit in the air or land on the platform that is just big enough for the enemy sprite, take damage, and then essentially walk through it like you were saying with the boss and then platform off of that platform and, and kind of keep going it broadens the failure spectrum, right? Because each one of your hit points is a true singular failure, right? Like there is never going to be a situation where you have four chances to fail, but you really only failed once. And then you lost all of your chances to fail all at once. Right. So I've got a couple more things that, that I kind of want to fire rapid shot. Cause I think it helps kind of paint a picture and then I'll let you talk. So one, uh, long invincibility two, uh, no knockback. Um, Three, uh, power-ups don't disappear, right? Which means that once you reveal a power-up, you can take your time, take your sweet time, get to it. You know, it's not like you're, you're panicked and trying to get there really, really fast. You also have, uh, there's a quite a few frames, and I didn't count how many, but uh, when you jump up and then you come back down, uh, the time on how long you're in the air and the amount of maneuverability you have is high on both, right? So it kind of creates a little bit of a swooshy, like kind of a jump, right? How'd you feel about that? Cause I, I felt like the floatiness was, was an artifact of the small screen. Cause I was like a lot of game boy games feel like they have this weird floaty platforming. And I think it's because you're playing on a postage stamp may and, and very well maybe. Um, but I felt that, that that plus the, uh, the near infinite air control, um, just kind of gives you, because the entire thing with a platformer, right? Is that the challenge is you can move, um, one dimensionally, you have infinite control over one dimension and variable control over the second dimension. And it's your ability and mastery to move through the second dimension such that you can avoid danger, right? So the any additional um, control you have over moving through the second dimension will make the game easier, right? Um, which is why, you know, literally there's always a power-up in Mario that lets you fly, you know, because that's that's a legitimate reward, you know, because it's like, oh, we have given you substantially more control over the the Y axis. Right. Um, So I actually liked it um, just because, uh, again, you know, I felt that if I went to go jump, you know, and I misgaged the jump or, uh, you know, was trying to hit a platform and wasn't really quite confident on, on, on my ability to do so, I could correct so many times that if I really missed it, that that's on me, you know, especially considering that if I do land on the platform and somebody, you know, shoots me in, in the face, I, it, it grazes me because it doesn't knock me off the platform. Uh, and then, then finally, um, there's no, there, the, the one big difference between this and super Mario land, right? There is no time limit, right? You can take your sweet, sweet time. Yes, that is true. And, it's funny we keep comparing this Super Mario Land because uh, recently I've been jumping between different Mario games for a variety of reasons that aren't interesting, but some of those Mario games have timers in the levels and some don't. And man, do I prefer the ones that don't. Like, 
I just am too old and tired to have some snooty game telling me I have 400 seconds to finish a level. Like, get out of here with that noise. So all that I say uh, kind of pulls together into a game that delivers better on an empowerment fantasy, right? In the sense that you are generally more powerful. Everything's a little bit easier, right? So now whether that's because, um, you know, the game was directed at younger kids, I would argue that that's hopefully not the case because Tim Burton's Batman was not, you know, <laughs> like that's that probably was, PG 13, right? Yeah. I mean, you PG. Uh, well, you know what? It may, it may only be PG cause I'm not sure if they had PG 13 yet. Is that that recent? It's relatively recent. I think. Okay. You, you keep talking, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, so the, the, the thing is that, you know, it, if they're trying to deliver on the fact that like you, you are the bat, right? There's a number of things that you never you get to feel that way because you never die a stupid death, right? Just like in the Arkham games where the failure spectrum is broad, right? The failure spectrum is broad here, right? Like you've got to make enough mistakes to the point where you 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 screwed up. You got to try that again, right? As opposed to in so many other games where you're like, I dude, that 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 wasn't fair, right? So I do feel that it helps deliver on the fantasy of being Batman in that way outside of the fact that they gave you a gun. So yeah, what you got for me? Okay. Tim Burton's Batman PG 13 movie came out in 1989. PG 13 rating was added 1984. Ah, so I was, I was close though. You, you were, I had no idea it was that recent. (laughs) So the thing I want to talk about with the platforming is, and I, I mentioned this in the visuals, there's, you know, there's the, the level, right? Like the, you're in the museum, you're in the factory or whatever. Um, and so there's like the the world <laughs> that you walk on, but then there's these little squares and some of them are white. Most of them are white and some of them are kind of like a gray and the gray ones have s- like prizes inside. Yeah. And that's where all of the power ups we talked about, they're all in there. Right. And so I think it creates this actually really interesting mechanic dynamic with between the player and the world where sometimes you actually don't want to destroy these platforms. You want to platform on them. Sometimes you need to platform on them and then turn around and shoot back, but you can't go too far because the screen does not allow you to scroll back to the left. So you have to like thoughtfully platform and then turn around and shoot, get the, the power up and then come back. Right. So there's, there's a lot of sort of interesting, weird interaction with the, platforms of this platformer that are kind of like bricks in Mario games, but like the old Mario games where a lot of the world was made out of destroyable bricks, right? Yep. So like newer Mario games, you can't like break the whole world the way you could in like Mario one. Um, I kind of like this because they're platforms that you destroy by shooting them. So if you have a powered up, gun especially the wave gun that like moves in this big you know sine wave pattern um you may shoot out platforms you did not mean to shoot out (laughs) and and there's a couple times where they obviously very much thought of that because they will put a downgrade or a crappy weapon like between two like separated platforms with a big gap and it's like oh if you don't shoot out this block you can 
easily clear this gap because there's a block you can stop on midway. But if you stupidly are just, you know, trigger happy Batman and you shoot out this block, now you may be forced to get this power down that you didn't want. Because when we were talking about the mm. the, the guns, the their guns, the guns, they call them spears in the manual. Um, Cause I, I guess it's supposed to be like the, the gun he uses that shoots the grappling hook. Yes. Dumb. Disagree. I, I agree. Exceptionally dumb, but I, I think that's, it's dumb. Anyway, there's the nope, normal, just dumb. Yeah. Just dumb. There's the normal one. There's the shot, which is the short range one. There's the wave. There's the power shot. And then there's the tranquilizer. And then there's spear up and spear down. And if you get more spear ups, then you have like the letter dash a higher number. Mm-hmm. And that's what allows you to have more projectiles on. Oh, and, and R for rank, battle rank. That's what allows you to have more projectiles. So if you have like R dash four, you can have, you can fire four batarangs at once before you can't fire anymore. Uh, if you have like four, the, the power shot or the short shot or whatever, like then you can have four on screen at the same time. And that's super clutch because then you can rapid fire from a distance. Right. But then they have this interesting thing where they kind of disincentivize you just constantly firing as you're jumping around the world because you may destroy platforms. You didn't mean to destroy. It's, it's pretty well thought out and considering how incredibly short this game is, it's only four stages, um, two levels per stage, I think whatever it's short. Oh, this game's not long, but like they actually dip into like, Oh, well, what if there's a big gap with a platform in the middle and that platform would make it a lot easier to get across the gap, but there's like an extra life in there. So you really want to destroy that platform, but it makes it a lot harder to get across the gap. Or what if, you uh we're gonna force you down this like narrow tunnel and there's a platform you have to destroy but it's got a crappy weapon in it so now like you want to replay this level so you don't get forced down this stupid little tunnel right like there's and because the the crappy weapon upgrades persist beyond death killing yourself is not a way to escape that mistake (laughs) you actually have to start the whole game over so it's considering how short it is and how few elements they're working with they actually combine them in not every conceivable way, but like a lot of them, like a lot of different clever ways they could say like, well, what if these things in this order? Okay. Now this order now, okay, we're going to vary up this placement. And it's kind of like the music. It's like, you guys didn't have to put this much thought into it, but you did. And I appreciate it because it made what would have been a lame movie tie in game, like a lot more interesting. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, I agreed. I, I do think that there was a lot of thought put into like the basically making platforming into puzzle solving, which is uh, which is is kind of cool. It, it is very very Batman esque. Um, <laughs> again, I think that you know they just had this game and they and they were like, man, you know, it, this would probably make a good Batman game. Get the rights <laughs> to that, probably sell more. You know. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm actually out of stuff for controls and mechanics. Like I just like, like I said, I, I was really heavy on visuals and and just basically all the mechanical things I pulled out were mostly in service of help help helped with an empowerment fantasy. So yeah, I've, I have two just throwaway um, random things I wanted to include. Uh, one is uh, we talked about the the visual variety in the level design, um, but there's actually three different kinds of 
game mechanically that happen in here um, mm-hmm. or four. So there's regular platforming stages where you control the pace. There's um, the boss stage, which is a single room, you know, kind of Mega Man Castlevania style. Yeah, you just slug it out. Yeah, sl- slug it out. Uh, there's the Batwing stage where it's like a bullet hell, little bullet hell game. And it's actually, it's hard, but it's pretty fun. Um, the final stage, the very last, not the whole stage, but like four dash two before the final boss is auto scrolling. And that level can go right to hell. It's so <laughs> unfun. And then the one other thing is the, the little batarang that circles around you. Um, according to the, uh, manual, it's actually a tiny bat wing, like a little tiny. It's, it's an iron stone. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's an, yeah. it, it's an iron stone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cause you can you can you, you you can get up to four of them. Like you can have so many iron stones floating around your head at a time. You know, uh, they make them harder to hit, which means that they're they're giving him bonuses to his armor class. You know, it's a yeah, it's an iron stone. It's not a miniature bat wing. It's <laughs> dumb. It's magic. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> it's 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 hard to argue like which one of those things is more absurd. So why why not magic? Um, you ready to talk about whether or not it held up? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah. And again, like no offense to the people who who worked on this, because I'm sorry I didn't expect you to turn in like a minus <laughs> work, but yeah, a minus work. No nostalgia goggles required. Like it's super short. It has no modern quality of life conveniences at all. No level select, no save, no nothing. Um, unlimited continues. You just keep throwing your head at it forever, which is nice. Um, it's fun. I, I like. I legit enjoyed playing this game. I wouldn't say like fall all over yourself to go seek it out, but you know, like it's good. And considering all of the things counting against them, right? early Game Boy movie tie-in. You're like, huh, A minus. Good, good, good job. Good game. <laughs> it's, yeah, like it's, it's the, uh, you know, the, the second grader at the end of the soccer game. Like, good game. Good game. Good game. <laughs> For me, personally, uh, same. No, no nostalgia goggles required. Uh, it, it's just, it's just legitimately fun. It's not, uh, one that's, if you're, if you're in for like a game that's like a white knuckle platformer, no, it's not, it's not, it's not that. Um, I don't want that from my platformers. I, I have enough things in my life that stress me out. So when I play video games nowadays, I kind of like to just play a video game. Um, this game absolutely delivers. It's uh, it's just fun platforming. Uh, like I said, because of the um, uh, broadness of the the failure spectrum, how many affordances are given to the player, I never got to the point where I was like, that was dumb and wanted to throw the controller into the TV because it just it doesn't do that kind of stuff. It's mechanically set up to not do that kind of stuff. All of that being said is uh, I was trying to think of how to, how to end this, this show and I want to end it on an epic note. And since Batman doesn't have any epic music, then all I can do is end with the brilliant stylings of John Williams's Superman. I mean, we're not, we're not going to like, we would have to get licensing rights to that. Wait, I mean, we're not going to do that. Oh, the curtain falls. The music plays, the credits roll, then it all fades to black, and you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone, there's no player two, 
there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head from the time that you spent traversing the land. Battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories creep in with the edge of a smile. You realize again what you lost for a while. You're gonna think back much less on how you saved the day. 